0: Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless. Bravo recappers from the North.
1: Please help us be a little less hopeless and hit that follow button. Or if you're feeling really generous, drop us a five-star rating. It would mean the world. For the price of nothing, you can support our podcast and help us grow. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at pod.
0: Well, it has been quite a crazy couple days in the Bravo-verse. Saying that, the podcast today is going to look a little different, sound a little different. Uh, no OC this week, which we were a little bummed by. I was kind of excited to see where Shannon was going to go. But then a little bomb dropped in all of our laps. So we are definitely going to cover part one and part two of the Rachel formerly known as Raquel, on the Just Be podcast with Bethany Frankel. What a wild time to be alive, baby. Narelle, are you so excited to chat about this? As our in-house VPR expert, you must have so many thoughts.
1: Listen, I have thoughts. I have some really big thoughts, a lot of small thoughts. I was blown away by this. I kind of... Figured when Bethany was starting to talk a lot about Rachel and a lot, which by the way, we're going to make a very concerted effort to call her Rachel and not Raquel, but we do apologize if we slip up. Yeah. I kind of thought that this might happen. I had feelings, little intuitions that she might end up going on Bethany's podcast. Really? Yeah. She, you know, Bethany's trying to orchestrate this whole um rebellion against bravo and, and you know mm-hmm. and i'm kind of for that like i agree that that's a case that, that's a worthwhile case people Definitely. are being taken advantage of i have heard rumblings that rachel was joining that cause and that that might have been the reason why uh she didn't go back to vpr when mm-hmm. they started filming
0: so okay. i figured
1: we might see her show up on bethany's podcast wild it was just fast <laughs> it just seemed to come out of nowhere anyways we will get yeah. into that yep. we yep. do have a couple shows that we're gonna podcast about or a recap i should say about
0: i was thinking let's do a quick recap of what went on in roni episode five a fashionably absent and uh atlanta of course episode 14 a wreck ralph indeed and yeah, then we'll delve into Rick. Oh, Rachel. 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 Oh my gosh. Forgive me because honestly, it's just habit. It
1: is, and I we're just trying to do what Rachel, you know, yes, we're trying to yeah. be
0: respectful for now.
1: We'll see. We'll see we'll how see. that goes. We'll
0: we'll see how that translates.
1: <laughs> so, shall we start off with Roni this week?
0: Let's do it
1: so jessel invited everybody to her charity event this week and i wanted to ask you if you thought that jenna knew right away in that moment because i kind of clocked a grimace on her face she was like oh oh um maybe i think i might have something on never said the word event. I'm just, we're going to start here. She never said the word event. She said, I have something on. I think I'm doing mm-hmm. something. Do you think that she didn't know what she was doing and then figured out something to do so that she didn't have to go to the charity event? Or do you think that she really had this plan that she was going to do the Christmas and she just didn't know how to say no in the moment?
0: Yeah, I I definitely right away got the vibes like she knew, she knew because I know that grimace. I, I, I make that grimace. I hate letting people down. And it is so clear to me that Jenna totally is uncomfortable with letting the, this group of ladies down. But I also kind of feel like there's a degree of, of privacy that Jenna wants. And I only say this because the preview for next week's episode, Jenna reveals she's been single. For a few weeks. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's a a degree of secrecy with Jenna.
1: Yeah. That
0: I don't see in the others. And we did have her explanation when she didn't
1: want to say who she was dating out of respect for the person she's dating. For sure. I wonder if that's going to change now that she's single, if she'll reveal anything. I wonder. I do think she is a lot more private and there probably is some legitimacy in the way that everybody's kind of giving her a little bit more slack than they would give each other.
0: Agreed. Yes, yes, yes. But
1: yes. having said that, I kind of I'm I'm torn because I do think it's well within a person's rights to decorate a Christmas tree. With their kid that they've totally. only got two. She just should have said that that's what she's doing right from the start. She should have. That's an event enough. And then nobody else would have had a leg to stand on. And then we got to talk about Aaron bringing up the cackling hags comment. Like, give me a fucking break. I really think this was a bit of a reach. And it was on purpose. Like, Aaron is reaching for anything she can, like, clasp onto to try to attack right now. She definitely seems to have a hate on for Jessel. I think Bryn does as well. Like, their reasons are probably legit, but trying to pin her down for this stupid little offside cackling hags, like, that's such a silly thing. I don't think many people would actually be very offended by that. <laughs> they at least express after this, like, where they're kind of true irritation is coming from. And that is Jessel's behavior during the weekend and how she was complaining about any, everything and kind of making everybody feel probably not that fun of an environment to be in. But Aaron's comment about not knowing that Jessel was working and how Jessel interpreted it. Do you think that was right or wrong? Like, was Aaron right or wrong in the way that she interpreted it?
0: I have. Oh. I just don't really like Aaron. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. Like I think Jessel nailed her when she said, "You are waiting," or in her confessional, she said, "Aaron is waiting to pounce on her," and she is. Yeah. She's dissecting every word Jessel says. Jessel kind of says, "You know, I'm British. It's it plays a role in my sense of humor." Which, okay, I I am British. Well. My family is British. And to be fair, kind of tracks like it's very obnoxious sometimes. It's dry. I don't think it's obnoxious. It's, it's very dry. Yeah. I think the issue is that Jessel is just so sensitive and insecure and Aaron is not. They mm. are such polar opposites they were really like ragging on her for saying, you know, I got to go home and see my kids Mm -hmm. when they were in the Hamptons. And they seemed like angry that she was saying that angry, angry, which I thought was kind of gross. To be honest, I I don't know. It's weird vibes happening for me.
1: It's kind of the same vibe with how they are. I don't want to say attacking her, but kind of attacking her about not having sex with her husband. Yes. It's not coming from a, point of view of someone trying to help it is a little bit antagonistic and yeah angry vibes like they're angry she hasn't slept with her husband they're angry she wants to have time with her kids she was an asshole in the hamptons i'm not gonna lie about that but yeah they're they're gunning for her that is for sure mm-hmm. so then moving on for that Aaron and jessel go for coffee The first thing that just kind of stuck out to me and I wanted to ask you, (laughs) I wish, I want to believe that Jessel told uh, Erin that Tribeca is an up and coming area to live in on purpose because I want to believe that she's that much of a shit disturber.
0: Oh my God. It was my first thought. Like Jessel has got to be doing this on purpose and i love it i love it i don't know why i'm so team Jessel but when it comes to Aaron i'm just like uh yep yeah, team anyone else mm. team anyone else
1: there is something about Aaron that's like rubbing me the wrong way especially in this
0: episode yeah such a harshness to her and maybe that's what it is for me i just don't connect with those types of people for the most part unless they have Two sides.
1: I did think too that Jessel did genuinely want to smooth things over, but Aaron yes. went in not wanting to do that.
0: The same way she was when Jessel approached her last week. Yeah, at the party. Yep. like she. Ooh, there's there's vitriol there, as Rachel would say. Vitriol. That's a vitriol. <laughs>
1: And I mean, like we just said, Jessel was an asshole at the Hamptons. That can't be denied. I'm never going to be on board with what she or how she behaved regarding the lingerie. I thought that was way over the top. Honestly, the other stuff, like if I had no heat and I had no food, I would be pretty pissed off about that. I do kind of get the vibe that she can be an asshole or a princess about a lot of things. But Aaron going after her to this degree, it just kind of also makes me wonder about all the things that we haven't seen, like all of those, you know, parties that we haven't seen, the late night talks that we haven't seen, like what else has come up? Because they seem a little bit like they just seem angrier about this situation than I think they should
0: be really. Cackling
1: hags, like
0: get over it. I was quite taken aback when Aaron told Cy and Bryn Jessel was crying. Yeah. I did not see tears.
1: No, I didn't either.
0: I what I saw was a lot of uncomfortable smiling from mm-hmm. Jessel.
1: Awkwardness.
0: I, I do again. I think this is why I just like Erin. It's just mean girl vibes, and mm. she's proud of it though. That's like she went and bragged to them. Like you know, I told her off. I I called her basically a princess and told her mm-hmm. she likes being catered to. And, I mean, Jessa was very offended by that. She's also very offended by Aaron kind of saying, like, I didn't think you were working.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there there's a lot of word twisting and passive aggressiveness on both of their parts here. It just really feels like these two don't like each other. Period. Dot.
1: Yeah, the not working comment was weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I get that Aaron is pointing out that she was never told that she went back to work but she really yeah. did seem to hone in on like oh so you are working cuz i thought you weren't working well fuck fuck off like
0: i am or i'm not like she's the only one who can work and have kids i i don't get it
1: i guess is she trying to insinuate that Jessel's just like a just a mother just a homemaker right. just for everyone who can't see me, I'm doing air quotations. <laughs> yeah. Is that the insinuation mm. that she's trying to – I don't know. It's, it is gross. I would be offended by that as well. I'd also be like, why do you care? Yeah, no doubt. So then we get the scene with Jessel, Sai, and Aaron going for coffee. And again, we're not going anywhere interesting on the show. We're just going out for coffee and to people's <laughs> houses. Anyways, so it's just more Jessel hate. The hate is real. I really can see how polarizing of a cast member Jessel's going to be, and I kind of love it.
0: Yeah, and I was kinda Cy I, it, kind of glad Sai defended Jessel here. I kind of, when she said there's clearly something going on with her. Yeah, but on the same hand, she does say Jessel doesn't own anything that she does, which does seem true. I mean, she will acknowledge it. But she doesn't really own it. And I do get that there's a difference there and how annoying that is. There's a difference
1: and there is truth there. She doesn't just acknowledge it. And that's what people need to move on. They just need you to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we are going to head over to the charity event. Note the word event here. <laughs> <laughs> So this was actually the first time that I saw the word event brought up in conversation. And it was not by Jenna. It was by Jessel. And it was to Povit. she said. Or he asked her, like, where's Jenna? And she said, oh, I think she has an event or something. I don't know. She told me earlier. And that's the only time it ever came up.
0: (laughs) Yep. That's what I saw as well. And, I mean, that kind of is an event. Like... Maybe these women need to lower their standards on the definition of event. Yeah, because maybe. To me, decorating the Christmas tree is an event—a <laughs> more
1: fun event. Honestly, yeah, I would have yeah, much rather... rather. I was catered by that hot chef. Like, are you kidding? Right. I mean, so then Erin shows up, which I think is pretty cool, but also self-serving because she doesn't want. She's all she showed up for her own image she said i don't want to look like i'm not supporting women it wasn't actually to support a woman but they do kind of agree to let it go and move on and i'm glad because putting this petty drama behind them without actually coming to any kind of resolution this is how history between housewives start you know being created and now there's going to be little resentments that are going to continue to grow on because they're not actually dealing with the issue at hand so this is a good start people we're gonna start getting some real (laughs) drama now
0: yes all i can think is jessel is so self-conscious here which made her run up to erin apologize i mean it did seem sincere and i think she really did appreciate her coming to her event a lot so that's good but i i almost was kind of shocked. At how disturbed and embarrassed by Popit, uh Jessel was when he put his carrot in his champagne. Her insecurities are going to be the deep-rooted issue that will linger and cause more issues for her in this group.
1: Because yeah. she is
0: going to continue to get offended and be passive-aggressive. And the ladies are going to get super agitated by her behavior.
1: Yep i
0: didn't love the way that she was so annoyed at her husband it's all it's all too much it's all too much about appearances and
1: yeah it's a self-conscious thing it's yeah i think maybe she would have even laughed at the carrot thing if it was just the two of them
0: yeah like maybe being on tv is not the best thing for this woman is kind of the vibes i'm getting
1: maybe she's just a little bit too much in her head at the moment yes So then when the girls are all together, obviously the conversation switches to, where's Jenna? Why is Jenna not here? And Brynn, again, shoots her shot, fumbles it, and misses. Because she tries to liken this, like Jenna not showing up. She tries to say that that is the same thing that she did. And if Brynn had just not shown up to this event and had christmas tree decorated she would have been annihilated but here is the difference and it is very important bryn didn't show up to the restaurant okay she didn't show up she never warned anybody that she wasn't going she just didn't show up and then she went to another restaurant and like posted pictures of herself so (laughs) for this to be an actual viable comparison jenna would have had to go to another charity event and posted (laughs) pictures of it on (laughs) instagram like it's not the same jenna said she wasn't coming she said twice she wasn't coming called her the day of to say i'm not coming it's Mm. she didn't do anything wrong i don't think she did anything wrong
0: i don't think she did anything wrong either she said it the minute the invite was extended and what is going on with Bryn dissing jenna so much Like Jenna Lyons, yeah, Jenna Lyons. I don't get it. And then she said something kind of poignant. She said, Jenna gets away with murder. And Mm -hmm. so she feels like a major injustice is happening in this group. Mm -hmm. But stop comparing your situation that happened in the first episode. We like, no one cares about that anymore. Okay. No, if you have an issue with Jenna, talk about that. But like, we're over that. But she fucking kisses Aaron's ass too. They all kiss Aaron's ass. I don't like it. Didn't like it at all.
1: Me either. And I think it's just a lack of anything real to talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: They're forced to rely on that stuff.
0: Yes. Dumb.
1: Anyways, that'll probably about wrap us up for Rony this week. We're gonna keep it short. Move on to Atlanta. We'll probably keep that short so we can get to the Rachel.
0: That's gonna be even shorter. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta, wreck it Ralph. Wreck it Ralph, baby, and we find out Sanya is pregnant. Congrats, Sanya. That's exciting. I'm happy for her.
1: I'm happy for her too. That was the most amusing part of this episode, I think, was watching <laughs> Sanya trying to surprise everybody <laughs> with her pregnancy.
0: God, All the t shirt picture. And the t shirt. <laughs> I can't. This yeah. woman, I, I like her as a person. I just listened to her on, I think, Carlos King's podcast the other day. She's so sweet. She's so funny. She's just like, it's just not hidden for me as no. a housewife. You know, I like that, you know, we're trying different types of personalities, which is good. Yeah. And I want the best for her. But it's just—it's just
1: she's not someone I hate. She's not somebody that I no, hate. No. Or no. I just, yeah, I don't know. Just the end scene of her trying to get everybody to look oh. at the picture and see the words "I'm pregnant" on her shirt, and nobody was. I was cringing. I'm like, I—this is not the kind of uncomfortable <laughs> I want to be right now.
0: Yeah. Yes. So Drew does therapy this session and talks about therapy a lot this or this session, this episode. Uh, And I'm super proud of her for staying in therapy, despite Ralph not doing so with her. And she knows she needs to be more independent in this relationship. So I was happy to hear her say that out loud. She tells Ralph she's going to be away for 10 days. And Ralph has a big problem with accommodating that. He's busy, y'all. Big plans. Wants to be like Barack Obama. Like this man, I can't. Drew calls him out jokingly and says, You forget you have a wife. Yes, yes, he does. It's almost like he's deliberately acting like a ginormous piece of shit just to instigate a fight. That's the vibes I got. And I feel Drew finally, in this episode, it was a good one for me for her because she finally started being transparent. And admitting that they're dealing with issues of faithfulness and respect, or lack thereof, it's so obvious to me that there's a major disconnect in this relationship. It's obvious to all of us. But now now that she's admitting it, I'm like, okay, let's go, Drew. One question I did have about the therapy,
1: though, does she have a different therapist? Because... The therapist that she shares with Ralph, who came in for her little meeting on the show, made a comment when he walked in the door. He was like, oh, it's so nice to see you. It's been ages. I haven't seen you forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I thought you were in therapy. What? (laughs) So either she has another therapist or something is amiss there. I don't actually doubt that she is doing work on herself because – There's definitely been a shift in her. She's no longer putting up with the behavior from Ralph, and that's great. I think that's the right thing. I'm all about that. But I also felt that this therapy session in this episode was a little bit performative and an opportunity for her to get her side of the story out there and her narrative and how she wants to spin it out there with a therapist to confirm that she's correct I don't love when housewives do therapy sessions on the episodes. Like, I think it's weird because there's really no credible therapist I can think of who would be okay with filming a session on TV.
0: No. And I've heard they, like, actually recycle their therapists on – really, Yeah. In the Bravoverse. So it's like –
1: Like therapists who will – Yes, film. Oh my yes. God! See, that's what I mean. It just—I don't love that look for Drew, no. but I do like that she's, you know, getting confident enough, trying. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: sure, trying, if you will.
1: And then the fact that this fucking man child cannot be left to like handle the house for ten days. I know you. probably have an opinion on this as Uh the partner in a relationship where (laughs) you are left to run a house and take care of the kids. And Ralph would have
0: had professional help to do it. Oh, exactly. If he pays his help, that is. (laughs) Uh, um...
1: (laughs) There's just, I don't know, there's things that aren't adding up in their storyline, and there's a lot of information I think we're missing still. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's exactly it, and we need more transparency from Drew. I don't think we're going to get it from Ralph. So
1: mm-hmm. bring it
0: on, please. Okay. We, we got to talk about Sheree not inviting Candy to her birthday. Mm-hmm. What in the world? So uh, she was cold. She was icy. She right. said, you know, because Candy can't even show it for the group. And this was at a group dinner in front of everyone embarrassing Candy, like, this is a big statement from Sheree, in my opinion. I thought they were okay. I thought they kind of squashed the beef. But clearly, Sheree is still holding on to something. And my guess is it's, you know, the comments Candy made about she by Sheree or she by Shein. <laughs> I don't know. I found this very hurtful. If I were Candy, I'd be very upset. It's not like Candy's blowing off the group to hang with her other friends or something. Mm. She's working, right? Like. I don't know. This almost feels like a bit of a plan takedown on Candy, kind of like a plan takedown of Mrs. Dubrow. Like it's, oh. I don't like that.
1: Very similar vibes because it really was very bizarre. A big statement for sure. Candy even said a couple episodes ago that you know, if she keeps saying no to people. Eventually, these people are going to stop inviting her. Yeah, It can't have come as that much of a surprise to her. I think you're right, though, that Sheree's motivations here are a bit shady. Like, she might be saying that she just didn't think Candy would show up, so she didn't bother inviting her. However, I don't think that Sheree's being honest there either. I think it's got to be about what is most important to Sheree and what she's most sensitive about right now, which is her business. And the little comments that Candy has made, Sheree's holding on to that for sure.
0: God, get over it. Seriously. (laughs) Like, seriously. It's... How long has it been? Get over it. Forever. Yeah. The 17 years that she by Sheree has been in business. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I just wanted to add, like, I loved Cynthia being here and... I think, you know, for me, it was like the voice of reason is back and it is very much missing from this group. They're all unhinged. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Cynthia, she kind of says, like, I've heard the group is kind of split here. And Candy says, you know, well, yeah, it is. Like Monetta told some of us that Courtney, Marlowe, Sheree, and Sanya are all in an alliance, a collusion, if you will, Norelle. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels that way, like a very divided group, New Jersey vibes. And I feel when a group is split and too divided without a couple kind of common threads, we have trouble and the show is no longer enjoyable. It's no longer light-hearted, it's dark. Like most women know what it feels like mm-hmm. when you're kind of exiled from a group and It's not fun to watch. Monietta also tells the group that Courtney called her cousin in law, Drew, a bitch. (gasps) And the producers kind of made it look like Sanya was the one who said it. But that was Courtney's voice. We all know. We all know Courtney's voice! So (laughs) I was kind of confused by that. Like, I mean, come on. Did she really call her a bitch? Or, like, I feel like bitch can be used to such a so many different ways.
1: I also feel that whenever whenever a housewife brings up the fact that someone called them a bitch, it's a cop-out. We've heard this argument so many mm. times. They all use it as a term of endearment sometimes. They all use it as an insult sometimes. They all use it as like it just is what it is at this point. It's in everybody's vernacular. It's annoying the way yeah. they're like, well, you called me a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the New Jersey comparison. It really is like New Jersey vibes. Similar level of toxicity as well, although actually not really, because I think New Jersey is always going to remain the queen of toxicity. There's no <laughs> no getting close, but the same kind of feeling that nobody is really friends, and the whole cast kind of hates each other. It's all for show at this point. Mm-hmm. Without those core bonds and those core friendships, there's nothing to come back and touch base to after these arguments. Like, what are you even fighting for at this point if there are no real friendships? Everyone's just kind of free-floating around in storylines that feel really dramatic, but they're not really rooted in any kind of true emotion other than just anger. There's no real desire to, like, reconcile or find peace or... You know, you're not fighting for anything anymore. And that's why it's unenjoyable. Like, I don't enjoy watching. It sounds weird, but I would rather see two people who love each other fight
0: than two people who don't. Yes, because I think for the most part, we get a conclusion here. Mm -hmm. Like with real relationships, but this is – it doesn't mean anything to them. They're fighting for a paycheck. Yeah. It's – Obvious at this point.
1: And fighting for the ability to come back next season for a bigger paycheck.
0: Fighting for a peach. And it's
1: just getting old. It's getting old. It's getting old. I mean, that's kind of a good segue into the podcast with Bethany and (gasps) Rachel. Because Rachel talks about how she was almost groomed by producers to act up more so that she could make more money the following season, we'll get into it. Yeah. But, uh, should we get into it?
0: Let's get into it, baby. We have a lot to talk about. Narelle, are you going to lead us, lead us down this dark and stormy yeah. path?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, pretty well, straight off the bat, Bethany revealed she's never watched the show. And... Oh. You know, she's seen clips of it, probably on TikTok, and she did watch the reunion. So basically, right away, I'm getting big vibes that Rachel went on the Howie Mandel podcast because oh, yeah. it was the exact same energy during both of these interviews, like the one with Howie Mandel and Tom and the one with Rachel and Bethany, two villains being interviewed by two old has who are dying to be relevant again, but not understanding what they're talking about. There were so many instances that Bethany was like asking questions and should not even know how long the affair had been going on for. She doesn't know when the cameras were rolling. Oh, it was so painful. So painful. There were certain things Bethany should have done a lot more research on that she did not do research on. She could have gotten one of her highly paid interns to do those researches as well. Some of the things she was saying just made me think she really believed that Vanderpump was kind of a different version of Real Housewives. Just a bunch of people who are forced together who don't really know each other.
0: And that's not Vanderpump. Vanderpump is an entirely different beast. I felt like she was honestly kind of bragging about the fact Mm -hmm. she didn't watch it. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, it made most of her points moot. So there were even times I could tell Rachel was almost like unwillingly agreeing with her Mm -hmm. just to be kind or not rude. She wasn't hosting this podcast. She was opining on this podcast. Mm -hmm. She could have gotten away with it if she simply just did it to give Rachel a platform and host it she made a vital error yes opine on bravo opine on all those things but when you jump in and are siding with someone in a huge huge situation and you don't know the backstory babe what are you thinking bethany are you like oh oh
1: lord There is so much backstory here, too.
0: Ten years.
1: Way more than Bethany is obviously even imagining. All she's done, in my opinion, is piss us off even more.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. She was already teetering there with the crab legs. But... We're really really going gung-ho. Not
1: the crab legs. But also not to mention, like, for the last little while, Bethany has been preaching about all the people and networks scamming and profiting off of Scandaval. Like, since Scandaval happened, she's been talking about how she doesn't even watch it. But this is just ridiculous because everyone cheats, you know? Now she's like, hmm, maybe I can also capitalize off this over this affair that I have no knowledge about while using the cover of my desire to unionize reality TV cast members. She didn't even pay Rachel for this interview, which, I mean, she purposely what? split. Yeah, she purposely split the interview into three segments as well, three parts. It's not that long. It's made even shorter by how many frickin' ads she's put in there.
0: Narelle, I... Listened to part two this morning. It was what thirty-eight minutes long? Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, half of it was ads. It was unbelievable.
1: And I timed how long? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: how many ads? How many minutes of ads in part one and part two? So it is just over an hour and a half long.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: of podcast material. And okay. almost 20 minutes of that is advertisement.
0: Wow. Kate That's like
1: Worse than a TV show.
0: Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in an hour and 20-minute movie, imagine being interrupted for 20 minutes worth of ads. It's almost a third of it. Holy crikey. Oh, yeah. So, she is running to the bank. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> uh Or, as Rachel would put it, laughing and running to the bank, just like the network. It's... <sighs> This is one of the biggest things that offended me about this is Bethany mm-hmm. on her high horse and she's Good. actually the like the most hypocritical person here.
0: yep, still capitalizing on the the program that she is slandering mm-hmm. <laughs> like and trying to unionize against yeah, well, I get out of here. you don't want anything to do with Brava anyway. she just wants her her royalties exactly she wants that money. They both want that money. Mm, they do.
1: So then next, they discuss a lot about, you know, how reality shows aren't really that real, you know, they aren't factual, they're scripted, we kind of all are aware of that at this point, maybe not to the degree um, that they're claiming, but I knew that,
0: like, they kind of said, like, it's real, but the way it's edited and produced, yeah, can can alter it so um, can alter the meaning and yeah. the perception and everything. And
1: yeah, that's that's fair. But Rachel claims that you know she was made to be the punching bag oh. through editing, I guess. Oh, and she barely, she very briefly says sorry at this point that she's sorry for hurting people. But then she immediately follows that up with explaining that she only did it because she was still healing from her relationship with James, Mm -hmm. that she was drinking a lot and she wasn't given a safe space to express her emotions in a healthy way. Frankly, (laughs) I was already offended as fuck by this point. We're only a few minutes in and she's already absolving herself of any blame. You and I have set the entire time... Tom is the one who should be held accountable for the vast majority of what went down with this affair but this was just wait 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 way too soon for little miss Rachel to come out of hiding and you know appear back in our
0: faces and in our ears and not be showing any remorse absolutely nor I I tried going in to this with a very open mind. And I was thinking, okay, show empathy. This woman has been wherever she is for, for, you know, three months, pretty much. Okay. Honestly, two minutes in and I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Okay. Nothing here. And, and was it too soon or was it not soon enough? Because it's, it's the same stuff. Yeah. Just on a different platform. And Okay, carry on. Sorry. No, it is
1: it is true. It wouldn't have been too soon had she started off with like an apology to her. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've learned. I am a different person now. Let me show you how I'm different. Oh, by the way, did you notice I'm a victim? That would have <sighs> gone over a little bit better.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Go the grooming route.
1: The majority of what she's expressing during this podcast is how upset She is that she didn't get paid enough for being a part of the scandal like everybody else did. Like, what exactly did she learn in these 90 days in this expensive treatment program that her parents bought for her? Do I think she needs to be canceled and whipped and beaten? No. Do I think she needs to have her life ruined over this? No. But there is a natural progression to forgiveness that is kind of innate in all of us. Realization and understanding that what you did was wrong genuine apology and making amends, then forgiveness. If we're lucky, it's followed up by somebody learning from their mistake and changing their behavior and never repeating the mistake. Rachel and Tom
0: didn't make it past step one. Bingo. They doubled down And the hypocrisy is just so astounding to me. Like Rachel said, her goal going into treatment was to figure out why she keeps getting into unhealthy relationships and what it is that's causing these behaviors. Mm. But she doesn't elaborate. She doesn't really owe us or anyone that explanation, I suppose. But it would have been nice to hear something genuine because I'm still sitting over here like, what is the point of this interview? It feels like she is just justifying her actions the entire time. And, you know, she says, I, I had heartache due to James. We were drinking. It wasn't a safe space to express emotions. Okay. Could those things be true? Yes, of course. It still doesn't justify it, Rachel. No. She's slightly alludes to the fact that she, you know, it doesn't give me permission to behave this way. But she is very, very hesitant in taking ownership. Honestly, after listening to this podcast, Narelle, I had a thought. I'm like, I almost don't believe she's done any therapy at all. No. no. It feels like they gave her a long list of buzzwords to yeah. like kind of throw in the mix once in a while. I don't think she's done any therapy. I think she did some PR training
1: maybe yes. with people who need to be fired because they gave her some really <laughs> bad advice.
0: Absolutely howie mandel
1: <laughs> 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 she allude to something like i'm don't want to say i'm a victim but then i'll give you a list of reasons for why i'm a victim
0: yes uh, it was
1: so bad so annoying so frustrating and so the wrong thing for her to have done uh the next part that happened in the podcast bethany reads out rachel's instagram apology and asks her if it's still relevant now. Rachel says yes it is, and she stands by it, and she emphasizes that her need to be loved and her love addiction, and how she confuses intensity for intimacy, and that she's addicted to the chemical changes in her brain like a drug. Now, Sarah, I find this very curious, because a few days ago it was noted on Reddit Rachel initially posted two apologies on her Instagram, like when this whole thing happened. One of them has been deleted in the last few days.
0: In the last few days? Yes.
1: Yep. In one of them is the one that Bethany is describing where she's apologizing to everybody, to Ariana. She's owning up to everything. This is, you know, what... Rachel says she stands behind that she she still says like yes I feel these things and then the other one is more talking about her feelings regarding Tom which oh. one do you think she deleted off her Instagram the one that she stands behind or the one talking about her feelings about Tom
0: uh, Tom
1: no no she stop deleted it. she deleted the stop one that she stands it. behind yeah
0: stop it
1: yeah that's what I do when I really believe in something that I've said I delete it.
0: So so Bethany read the one that's deleted?
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know which came first.
0: Fucking idiots, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know which came first. If she deleted it and then Bethany read it, or Bethany read it and then she deleted it, but
0: it's gone. Oh, that's Good. That's real good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I definitely understand the whole love and sex addiction thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it involves the same area of the brain. I think we all understand that. I'm not even surprised to hear that this is something Rachel struggles with. It answers a lot of things, but it's not an excuse. This is where Rachel really begins to try to portray herself as a victim. Like, it was just out of her hands because she has an addiction. She was unable to stop herself.
0: I thought standing behind that apology to begin with was a choice in itself. Mm -hmm. She's justifying it. Exactly like you said. It's the same old thing. And, oh, my gosh, I, I feel like she has such a strange demeanor and personality. And, like, she was referring to Tom as... I had to stop, or that's why I couldn't stop seeing this person. Mm-hmm. Like, just plain odd, but I definitely feel again, she was coached to not say his name, which kind of starts crumbling toward the end. She's saying it doesn't excuse her or the fact that this affair happened, her addiction. But I feel like she doesn't believe that. And she doesn't want us to believe that. She definitely only wants us to see her as a victim of addiction and manipulation and grooming and, and, and. Like, I just felt gaslit the whole time.
1: She's saying, it's not an excuse, but here's all the reasons for why it's an
0: excuse. It was so painful. She could have. She honestly could have. Probably gotten a lot of empathy from tons of fans. If she came in, was genuine, yep. honest, yep. said, "You know what? I I feel like I was groomed by Tom. Uh, tell us the truth. Was this uh, uh, I, anyway?"
1: <laughs> okay, moving on. Bethany points out that behavior like affairs are celebrated on shows like VPR and Housewives. Rachel agrees that with this cast, it's, it's been normalized, like affairs are normal. And she has been looking up to the other cast members as role models, you know, while they're having these affairs. And she wanted to make good reality TV and she wanted to do her job well. And she says, it's been uncanny to see how this specific affair has gotten so much negative attention because everyone
0: else has also had an affair. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, I'm sorry. What the fuck is that?
1: Rachel is comparing her seven month long affair with her friend's very long term partner mm. to some of the like one night stand right. affairs that the other cast members have had with, I'm not going to say inconsequential people, but mm-hmm. nothing of this nature. There is no comparable affair that has happened on that show.
0: How does she not get this? How does she not get this? She's
1: absolving. She's downplaying. Downplay, downplay, downplay. Also, imagine for one moment that Rachel had slept with Bethany's partner (laughs) (laughs) of a decade while pretending to be Bethany's friend. (laughs) Bethany would have murdered her. Married or not. Kids or not, because apparently to Bethany, that's what really makes a relationship valid. Hate is that. if you have a marriage certificate and children. Otherwise, yeah. doesn't count. Murder. Bloody murder.
0: Murder. She would. She even uh, said she would murder people on this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's delusional. Wow. Wow.
1: And Rachel tried to hide this affair. None of it was filmed. If, the, like, if this was done from the perspective of trying to make good reality TV, which in and of itself, like, wow, that's fucked up.
0: That is. I don't think
1: anybody's trying to get you to do that. Anyways, if beside that, shouldn't you have gotten it on film then, Rachel? If this was your whole plan to get a bigger paycheck next season – Now she's trying to paint the picture as if she was encouraged to behave this way and to perform for a paycheck. She looks up to people who have had affairs and she was just trying to emulate them. Like, she is Delulu. (laughs) She's
0: beyond Delulu. This is such a nasty takedown of her castmates, of Bravo, of Lisa. I, I mean, they probably deserve a little bit of this, okay? I would be fine. If this came from a sincere place of hurt and anguish and remorse. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. She no. has none. She has no remorse. She's back to the robotic. I tried defending her. I tried. Narelle, you know I you tried. You did. You did. I, I really tried to say this woman has been groomed. Da, 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 da. Nope. Nope. I'm done. I'm done trying. All along I
1: have said this bitch has never shown any remorse. And I know. <laughs> now you can't do this. You cannot skip that step. Nah. Nah. She's
0: done for good now.
1: So then we're gonna move on to when they're discussing the timeline following the reunion of how she got into the facility. Rachel describes uh her clip at the end of the reunion where she betrayed Tom that it was the ultimate betrayal. This was very hard for her. She says that in that moment, she still wasn't able to be fully honest and was still keeping secrets. She says, honesty is one of her core values, and she refuses to compromise on this anymore. Listen, I love a woman who has a positive opinion about herself, who is confident in who she is as a person, Rachel and honesty do not go together. Let's examine some of the things that Rachel has done on camera just in the past season while she's now essentially saying that Tom was making her stay silent. You know, she she didn't want to be dishonest. She was forced to be dishonest. So right. numero uno, she bought that stupid goddamn lightning bolt necklace on TV <laughs> smiling to herself modeling it on purpose on camera she wore the tom tom hoodie at BravoCon, and then gave that hoodie as a gift to andy on watch Ooh. what happens live <laughs> the That's night that dirty. tom dressed up as raquel for halloween which okay technically this one was tom but are you telling me for one second that that the both of them hadn't planned that together mm-hmm Not to mention all of her sneaky little social media comments, like the emoji codes that she would throw up on Tom's, you know, social media. These are just a few of the examples of her and Tom visibly getting off on camera and really being excited by what they're doing. So many of these little cruel inside jokes were entirely at Ariana's expense and for their own sick pleasure. Like, It's very easy to say honesty is one of your core values and that you were compromising on that before. However, Rachel, your actions in the moment
0: that were filmed suggest otherwise. Yeah. And even now, even now, you are still lying about honesty. You're lying about (laughs) everything. There's just so much. I feel like we've gone back to the, the VPR days and it's like, I'm getting angry and stressed out again. So angry that, like, I start misfiring in my brain and I
1: want to say right? so many things and I can't get them out.
0: Yeah. Like, she said her fear of abandonment kicked in, allegedly. I never felt like Rachel admitted what she did at the end of the reunion because her core value is honesty. Okay? Like, she claims. That's why she did it. She did it to make Sandoval look worse than she than herself. Yep. Yep. Okay? And I don't blame her for that. She's doing the exact same thing in this interview. Blaming every single damn person. No ownership. Justification. Deny. Like, yeah. it's... She's got a real problem here. Who
1: who was it? it? Was I think it was Lala that was like, who is your therapist? Because fuck. <laughs> you better call Daryl. Because... <laughs> <laughs> So Bethany asks Rachel why Rachel chose her to be like her first interview.
0: And of course, Rachel, I gagged, I gagged, I vomited. Rachel
1: blows all the kisses up Bethany's butt. And she says that the network is running to the bank with this scandal and that Rachel hasn't seen a single penny in that way. I feel like it's not fair, and I feel like I've been portrayed as the ultimate villain. Basically, she's saying that she's placing the blame on production for dangling the carrot of needing to tell her side of the story. And this right here, this right here, is all the proof anybody should ever need about what Rachel's true motivations are. It's not to tell her side of the story, or it's definitely not to show us how much she's grown as a person. It's money. It is dollar bills. Like, she did not go back on VPR. And initially, we both were kind of like, wow, I respect that. Like, that's actually probably a really good call for her. She's obviously prioritizing her mental health. I, (laughs) but I would
0: bet, dumbfounding.
1: I would bet that Bravo just didn't offer her enough money. And either Rachel, more likely Rachel's mom, found Bethany who is trying to get together some kind of class action lawsuit, unionize,
0: go to court against Bravo, and she probably thought she could make more money here. Absolutely. Rachel even mentioned so many people are going back and watching the season that Mm -hmm. I was on to try to actually find out when this started, you know? Like, I deserve royalties. I could not imagine. Being villainized the way she has been, blowing up one of my friends' lives, blowing up my entire group of friends, and simply only caring caring about money. Yep. Like, it, uh, 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 uh. so we know why, Bethany. We know why Rachel chose you. And I think, she, honestly, in her delusional brain, Rachel thinks she's going to be like, Bethany's VP or something? Oh, I think so. And yeah,
1: I yeah. I also do really think that reality stars probably should unionize, you know, start getting paid residuals. I don't think many people would disagree with that. No. That's a great cause to fight for. Uh, I just do not think Bethany and Rachel are the duo to steer that ship uh, through anything. Like, I think they might sink it. Like someone else needs to take over and get that message out there because Bethany and Rachel are not it.
0: I kind of got the vibe that this was like Rachel's safe version of reality TV. Like she was getting her fix Mm. because she's such an addict. Like she's back in the spotlight again, but with an ally who's totally exploiting her and crying tears on her (laughs) behalf, like... The whole thing is so produced.
1: So then Bethany explains that the more affairs that you have and the more terrible things that you do on shows like this, the more you get paid. Rachel agrees. Bethany says that that kind of leaves her as a person unable to even pay for the treatment that she just went through. And her understanding is that Rachel gets paid in a year less than what Bethany pays her interns. Now, Rachel pauses at this point and says, Really? And then continues on to explain that one of the producers told her, You get paid based on your performance the year prior. So that set her up to already want to perform well going forward to season 10. Then she makes a joke about how she took direction well. When Bethany said that Rachel doesn't get paid as much as her intern... I have a feeling that Rachel probably told Bethany, I make $20,000, and Bethany thought she meant per year, but Rachel meant per episode.
0: Dude, yes.
1: Because TMZ released an article saying that Rachel made like $350,000 a year for one season. Not a year. Like, that's for two months of filming, Okay. Uh, yes. This begs the question: Like, how much is Bethany paying her interns? Like, can a girl get a loan? <laughs> I. <laughs> Are you hiring? Like, yeah. I would work for Bethany for that kind of money. I
0: suppose. <laughs> I would do a lot for that kind of money. No. <laughs> okay, so I definitely noticed that pause. And Lisa Vanderpump, I don't know if you saw this, Noral. She was on the record. With TMZ today, and she claimed Raquel made 361K last season. And that was based off of the previous season's performance, which was lame. Lame. Like she was just James' arm candy at that point. So I would say for that, excellent coin. You did all of this for season 11. Yep. You you did all of this for season eleven, and now you're yep. not going to film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, loved that Lisa
1: did that little. You know, I'm on my way to work. I can't really talk <laughs> right now. But it's with the same guy that has done all of Tom's interviews, and she just had that 361k number, like just ready right to go. There. Right there. I'm sure there. she's got everybody's numbers memorized. Like, oh, but she definitely hasn't listened, right?
0: Right. The Meadows must be like where all the famous people go for treatment, is my guess. I'm sure Rachel could have found an alternate facility for much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like the rest of the world has to do. Yes, with probably similar, if not better, based off of this interview, results. (laughs) (laughs) She should get her money
1: back. Yes. Sorry, her parents' money back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She just feels so entitled to profit off of her bad choices and her mistakes. And the jealousy and resentment that she has towards Ariana, it's... Let's be real. Ariana wasn't compensated from the network for the affair. She got brand deals and opportunities because of the way the world responded to what Rachel did to her. It didn't just work out for Ariana. Ariana worked it out for herself
0: and turned the shit
1: show into an opportunity to advance herself. And Rachel is just jealous that she didn't do any of that.
0: Very, very, very big jealousy vibes. And it's actually really sad that after all of this, these people are focused on the money aspect of it. Like I would probably just want to hide. So I'm going to say something very unpopular here. I... I'm not a fan of all of Ariana's deals. I know she's doing what she's got to do, and I appreciate that. I'm glad she has the opportunity for it. But, okay, so it does kind of solidify for me that reality stars are not compensated well enough. I get that. I just don't know how I – I don't know what I feel, but it all feels kind of icky for me, you know? Because because she's capitalizing off of it or – Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Because there's also been a lot of, um, let me say, back and forth on how she's really feeling. When I heard that her and Tom are still living together, that's fucked. That's fucked.
1: That is fucked. I would like to know the reason for that. Yes, I would as well. Does it have something to do with the fact that... Ariana is implicit in some business loans that are tied up with the house. And Mm. I do know that when it comes to like divorce, which they would be – I'm not a lawyer, okay? I'm just going to put this out here. So this is all of my own opinion. Um, Like when you get divorced from somebody and common law relationships have the same kind of rules, whoever leaves the house are almost forfeiting. Like whoever leaves first, you are giving up something and Battle so the in the beginning i knew that that's why they were staying together i don't know why now um i do think that's weird but i i kind of love that ariana is profiting off of this okay. i do think their relationship was probably more of a business partnership towards the end of it Mm -hmm. in no way do i think that that meant that they had an open marriage
0: absolutely even if they did doesn't justify this no
1: it doesn't but i do think that it had become more of a business relationship slash roommate situation which a lot of long-term relationships do
0: yes yes
1: and i think ariana also knows that this spotlight on her is going to end pretty quickly. And so she's just taken what she can, as much as she can, and she's trying to, you know, make hay while the sun shines. And then it's going to end.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. And good for her. I just, like, there's a lot of things, like, I refuse to film with Tom, but I'm still living with Tom. Yeah. yeah. I I just kind of have a sour taste in my mouth about the whole I think there's things that we're missing and we're being left to like connect the dots. Yeah, coming across a little weird. Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. A little scripted, and maybe that's what it is. It's just a little too scripted. I want some reality back in my reality TV. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's funny that that would be nice.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Hopefully, we get some answers when the show airs. Like maybe they handle that? Why they're still living together? So moving on from that, Bethany asks for honesty from Rachel at this point about the relationships with people on the show, specifically Ariana. She emphasizes the words best friend, that Rachel has, you know, the world knows that Rachel is the person now to sleep with her best friend's boyfriend. She now was one of her best friends as well, and offered up her apartment following the breakup with James. She says... Sheena created the narrative that she was a sister and a mother to her when no one else would help her, and that she didn't pay rent. Rachel says this is not true. She did pay rent, and she cat-sat and also did her podcasts that were highly listened to. She says it's unfortunate that she's creating a narrative that Rachel took advantage of her when she feels like it was equal. This, again, really disgusted me. <laughs> <Yeah>. I... <laughs> So here, like, they're trying to lay the groundwork again that it's actually not so bad to cheat with people as long as you aren't best friends with them, as long as they're not married, as long as they yeah. don't have children, as long as they don't have, you know, as long as what? All of these qualifiers. for It doesn't work that way. Like, no. It is fucking twisted. I do don't know about you but i certainly remember the scenes of rachel crying about what good friends these people are to her i think she used the words core friends yes family during her little glamping trip like whether or not she was there specifically for tom when they three of them were hanging out and she's saying oh i was just there for tom like ariana didn't know that she thought she was hanging out with you she thought you guys were friends yes Like, the three of them hung out all the time. It's well-documented on social media, on Rachel's own Instagram. She's got pictures of them. You know, I know Sheena used to vlog about all of them hanging out together. Like, they were friends. Maybe they weren't best friends, but they were friends. And it doesn't matter anyways. They could have been strangers on the street.
0: Yes, precisely. Yeah.
1: It's given big vibes how Tom said during the reunion that he wasn't close with James. And they weren't really friends. This is the exact same thing. She's trying to distance herself from Ariana. Like, oh, we weren't friends. We weren't close. So it doesn't really count. It doesn't matter.
0: It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And I feel like she has taken a lot of pages out of Tom's book here during this interview. I got to say, though, I believe her, Narelle. I believe her when she says that they were definitely more acquaintances. Okay. I get, you know... BFF vibes between Ariana and Sheena, majorly, because I take BFF seriously. You're my BFF. I never got BFF vibes with these two women, Ariana and Rachel. And honestly, I think it's mostly because I don't think Rachel is capable of having a female bestie. (laughs) No. Ever. My guess is Ariana felt a lot closer, like you said, a lot closer to Rachel than Rachel ever felt to Ariana. She was, she was there for Tom. She was there for attention. That is my absolute guess. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah. I just think Ariana didn't realize that they weren't friends. Yes, exactly. Such a bitch. Hey, we gotta talk about the hatred from Rachel towards Sheena because it was palpable for me. I, she seemed disgruntled and shady. Like, I was there because her cat was being pumped full of mercury. And by the way, that's, I don't think that's a, it would have been iodine, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, mercury. She's such a liar. It just seemed so unapologetic overall. Her attitude towards Sheena, so entitled, so hard done by. You know, saying Sheena created a narrative about being like a sister to her or like a motherly figure. I don't know, guys. I don't know, because I really feel like Sheena did feel that way. I think Sheena behaved that way, too. Yes. And uh, like Rachel was behaving like a child. Honestly, she was. So again, Rachel is just diminishing another relationship. I Mm -hmm. wasn't that close to Sheena. I was there. I did things. I paid my dues. But she's doing the same thing with all of these people, just completely taking no ownership. What part of
1: her therapy
0: did she work on this?
1: Raoul, well, right? Is this what her therapist taught her? Like the way to <laughs> grow as a person is to look at the mistakes you've made and diminish them and make them smaller so that you're more comfortable. Like, yeah. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> yes. No self-analysis. No. I, I'm standing by what I said. I don't think she even had therapy based off of this interview. No way.
1: I'm kind of liking this theory. Yeah. <laughs> So then Bethany asks Rachel if she thinks Tom and Rachel's relationship was real. Rachel laughs again, and she says that she knows that she would not have been involved in this affair slash secrecy type of situation if she thought there was longevity in this relationship between Tom and Ariana, that everyone close to them knew that the relationship was a lie and that Tom always told her that they were brand business partners that they're a duo on the show and they utilize that for their brand. They talk about how Tom and Ariana still live together. Rachel says she offered Tom her apartment key while she was at the Meadows. And she says it isn't surprising that they're living together now because it's always been this way because it's never been authentic. Bethany says, so it doesn't matter. They're roommates and it doesn't matter. It's not as deep. And so the breakup is not as deep either. Listen, they were together for a decade yes ariana had frozen her eggs and she was about to get them fertilized by tom what do you need as proof of longevity whether or not they are business partners or the sex has gone out of their relationship they were making plans for the future it's not up to you to determine whether or not a relationship has you know longevity you can't disrespect something like that until they end it don't enter it and what a fucking liar i'm sorry like she says that everyone knew and that they're just business partners and it was all for show and yet she blew up her whole damn life trying to hide it from ariana either it means something to ariana or it doesn't her justifications they're insane
0: oh my god that laugh was so gross the justification again was disgusting but saying that I believe her about this to a point like I said before their relationship you know Tom and Ariana's relationship was the topic of conversation yeah. last season before the fair hit and all of that and, and and I know you and I just talked about it and we kind of agree like it did feel kind of forced in a lot of ways but I think the takeaway here is that to Tom and Rachel. This is 100% true. I mean, his thoughts are her thoughts, right? I feel Ariana was far more invested and always has been in this relationship with Tom. Uh, I I also kind of feel like that's part of the reason why the fans got as angry as they did. Because we could see how disgusting Sandoval was from miles away seven years ago, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think deep down we all knew he was going to break her heart somehow, in some way. He just did it in a bigger way than I think any one of us was expecting.
1: And I think that's why the world has rallied behind Ariana yes. and offered
0: her all of the brand deals and all of the everything. Like Yeah, yeah. Because I gotta be frank with you. Maybe it's not that I find her brand deals gross or whatever. Whatever. I have some sort of feeling about it. I'm happy for her. Trust me. I just... She she was never a main character on the show for me. She was always just kind of Tom's girl, right? For her to become kind of the queen of this show, I'm like, okay. I get it. But I also kind of feel like she didn't really work that hard to... And I'm saying that putting that in quotes,
1: right? Especially... In recent times, yes, like so protective of Tom, and very Always. private, and very, very private, much not wanting to show that side of things. Right, I do agree about that. I just don't agree with Rachel that that has any part in this conversation. That's up to them. If that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Exactly it. Exactly it. So. Next, Bethany asks, I don't know why I found it so awkward, but I did, about the masturbation.
0: FaceTime. Narelle. The <laughs> way she said it.
1: And you were S- masturbating. It
0: was so aggressive. It was so aggressive. <laughs> so Rachel says that she was in New York
1: for Watch What Happens Live the night before their big press day. She decided to be adventurous and look at the adult section of the TV. And her and Tom, I guess, just happened to be on FaceTime when she did that. So it turned into more of an intimate kind of FaceTime. She expected to have privacy, but that didn't happen. The entire day, though, she said, is a success in her eyes. And she was celebrating with Sheena after Watch What Happens Live. And she told her hairstylist that she just leveled up and she's feeling like she can handle anything and then five minutes later, she got the text from Ari- Ariana with the screen recorded videos and a text saying, You're dead to me. <laughs> she says a lot of people have seen the video despite R- Rachel sending a cease and desist. Some of Ariana's friends have described the video in great detail, and she insinuates that Ariana probably sent it to other people because Ariana sent it to her. And she says it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So oh,
0: it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Rachel was very content with her dishonesty and these comments that she's sharing. She told her hairstylist that she leveled up. Now, this is, I don't the following day, so mere hours after she's just masturbated on FaceTime with her acquaintance's boyfriend. Right, right. She now feels as if she's leveled up and she's so high on life that she's just able to conquer the world and do anything. So... The dishonesty, she's not. she doesn't have a problem with it. She Oof. loves it, obviously. Oof. She also seems to have instigated that little exchange by putting the porn on and then FaceTiming with Tom. 100%, yes. I thought this was all just part of, you know, being forced to perform for a paycheck. <laughs> but now it seems to be more that it's about being adventurous. Uh, And then the trying to insinuate that Ariana spread her video around illegally.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Yes. Ariana is the one to blame for that video and for the fact that people have seen it. Yes. That was Ariana's fault. Not Tom, who secretly filmed it without your consent. Yes. Let's blame Ariana.
0: I was dumbfounded. Honestly, (laughs) I don't know about Unrel. if I was Ariana and I found that. 100%. One hundred percent. I would have sent oh. it to myself and sent it oh. to my close group, my core group of friends. Absa, fucking mm-hmm. arrest me now, take me away. I don't care. That is a, a shock of a lifetime. So okay, I- I'm fine with that. It definitely seemed Raquel was mostly upset about being recorded without her consent. Not that Ariana found it. It was all about the video. But she's still blaming it on
1: Ariana. Like, she's not going after Tom. And Ariana's friends have released, uh, I don't know if they're statements, but like they've posted online saying they've never watched the video. They're swearing. Okay. She has described it to them explicitly. Sure. Which is how they're able to describe it explicitly. Sure. Okay. But they've not seen it. I don't know what's true. Maybe she shared it. Maybe she didn't. But that is not. I don't think that's not the, point. the root
0: of the problem here.
1: There would be no video to share unless your little cheating man hadn't filmed it without your consent.
0: And she still uh, had an affair with Tom for yep. several months she after this. On.
1: She's obviously so still after all this therapy, unable to, and still so uncomfortable mm-hmm. to address the real issue here. Yes. All of our anger should be towards Tom filming illegally, without consent, yeah. this video. And yet, Ariana's the one to blame, and I'm over it. And then Bethany asks if she was in love with Tom, and Rachel says that, you know, she believed she was, but looking back, she thinks neither of them were in love with each other. They had a connection where they felt seen and heard, which she doesn't have with anyone else. She needed validation and someone to hear what she was going through. Tom really gave her the time of day to share her story. And that's exactly what she needed in the moment. Uh
0: Yep. Okay. Well, I'm glad she admitted they weren't actually in love. Maybe that's the only thing she took away from her therapy. I I just want to know. I still don't know. After all of these statements from her saying like, you know, I've learned and I was going through such a time, such a time. Is this all about James? I'm thinking it is.
1: Um, I'm just thinking that that is something that she has
0: glommed on to as an excuse. Totally. For what this all is. Yeah, yes, Narelle. That's exactly it. Like, she has single-handedly blamed every single person in this friend group, yeah. except Schwartz and Katie. Oh, and Lala's Tom. coming. L- yeah, <laughs> and Tom. Well, she's kind of blaming Tom. It, it, I mean, next next episode, we're probably going to see, uh, or part three, we're probably going to get Lala and Katie and Schwartz all thrown in there, too, for her Probably. Probably big the actions. dog, too. Yeah. They oh, blame God.
1: fucking Graham, which they said they were going to get to, but I they know. did not get to in part two, which is where we're about to head over to now, part yes. two. To listen to this morning, I rolled over in bed at about 7 a.m. when Matt came in and woke me up, and I was like... Uh, time to listen to this podcast (laughs) and what a way to wake up what a way it kicks off with the discussion or i should say it continues on with the discussion about the altercation that happened between rachel and sheena and the alleged assault i think at this point like don't we all kind of know that a scuffle happened between the two of them like i i thought we already knew that Mm -hmm. the phone was thrown there was pushing there was shoving and yelling and screaming her nails were flying everywhere. Like, <laughs> that's not news. We already knew this. And there was a restraining order filed against Sheena. And Rachel says she feels like it was justified because <laughs> stop. stop of an emoji. Yeah, <laughs> that she saw Sheena use on Instagram. But okay, <sighs> didn't Rachel try to have the RO reversed for yes. the reunion? Did she, she did. not say that it wasn't needed and she never should have, like, done it? Mm. Or, or am I confused? Mm-hmm. Or is Rachel confused? Because that- now she's saying it was warranted.
0: Yes. Well, that was just her guilt talking, Norelle. She oh. claim The guilt she claims she had right. but never did. Right, right, right. Um, she felt she deserved to be punished. Oh, my gosh. Again, so much hatred and anger Towards Sheena, the most out of everyone, I'm feeling it from Rachel, is towards Sheena. Okay, of course I understand about being upset, about being physically assaulted, obviously. But again, Rachel seemed more worried about her new iPhone being thrown in the fucking road. So Rachel says, you know, I didn't feel safe and I can't believe (laughs) like I could be assaulted and still receive so much vitriol. Dude, she really is playing the victim so hard. Do I think Sheena assaulted her? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I do. Do I think Sheena assaulting her diminishes what she did? No. She is continuing to blame others. She is coming off as shocked she was villainized. Rachel really (laughs) doesn't understand that the reason she got assaulted and was still the villain is because she has lied to everyone and to the fans the entire season in the biggest way possible. She is untrustworthy. And has never shown remorse. Never, she has shown, never remorse. shown remorse. We don't believe you, Rachel. We don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth, okay? No. And so at this point, Bethany asks how she feels about being
1: recorded by Tom. And all Rachel really says is this, that she felt betrayed. No word of illegal, no word of I'm going to pursue this with the authorities. No, she just, she was a little bit bummed because she liked him. (laughs) She reveals that she brought this up on the show, though, and that Tom essentially refused to continue filming unless they agreed to remove that scene. This is where her anger should be directed, not towards Sheena, not towards Ariana, sure, Towards Bravo. That's fine. Even James. Yep. (laughs) Mostly towards fucking Tom. This is the bigger subject. And yet Rachel is hyper-focused on insinuating that Ariana is the one who did something illegal. Sheena is the one who wasn't actually like a sister to her. Rachel needs to turn her indignant anger towards the source, which is Tom, not the women.
0: Yes. Say it louder for the people in the back. Do people still say that? You just did, so. Rachel, okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to make a broad generalization, but we all know one. We all know a woman like Mm. this, okay? A man's worth is worth far more than a woman's. So she is so stuck on that. The attention she vies for is from men. She can't disappoint men. She has never gone after James, who has emotionally abused her, according to her. And 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 Tom, who has pretty much groomed her to an extent, she is going after the two people who probably cared about her the most. Oh, dear. And she literally said
1: at the beginning that this was her main reason for going to therapy was to figure out yes. why she keeps getting in relationships with men like this. Yes. And yet now she is showing us she's still too uncomfortable to even in any way – Examine this or place the blame where it should yeah. be or do any of the work to grow from like, why are you on this podcast? Why are you doing this interview? Why are you sharing this information? Who's letting you do
0: this? To tell us you're adopted and in in a lame-ass attempt to try to gain sympathy from us? I'm sorry. Yeah. You, it, it, the whole thing. I want to know the dynamics at home. I know. Real bad. Like... Bethany asks her if Tom has gotten the same level of
1: hate as her. Rachel says she's not sure, but it's true that the woman does get or the woman does get the short end of the stick. She says, you know, he was offered a producer credit for season 11 during salary negotiations. I doubt this. I highly doubt this. Honestly, I don't doubt like maybe he did tell her that. I doubt that we're going to see his name pop up in the credits for season 11 because I don't think Ariana would be on the show then.
0: Ooh, I yeah, don't think. Yeah.
1: I just, I don't see it.
0: Unless she's one as well.
1: well even less so than what I think mm-hmm. that he would get. I'm going to be very curious for episode one. to. I'll be watching for his name to pop <laughs> up. I don't think so. It, like, Rachel only seems to think it's gross because she's not the one profiting like, she would not be complaining about any of this. If she was the one getting all the the brand deals, if she was the one being able to profit off of this, the only reason she isn't the one getting the money for these deals and everything, she prioritized her mental health following SkandaVal. She took herself away from the spotlight. Like, that was her choice to make. It was the right choice. We yeah. all, you know, agreed that, that was the right thing to do. Tom, on the other hand, who was the other villain in this scenario, who I think like the majority of people are more angry at Tom, he has ridden that wave of hate. He's out there. He's saying, you know, he's wearing his white nail polish. He's going around (laughs) all the paps like he's flaming the hate. He's almost reveling in it. And he's making money. He's profiting from it in his own way. Rachel could have done that. She decided not to. That was a great call, but you don't get to come back out of, you know, after disappearing and being like, where's my money?
0: That's exactly it. That's such a good point, Narelle. We have seen Tom. He has put himself out there. He has taken the hits. He's taken the beatings. Mm -hmm. We're all kind of over that piece of it now. Whereas Rachel hid away. I understand doing that. If she actually did go to therapy, which I, I, again, I'm questioning a lot here. (laughs) I'm questioning it now, too. Like, I don't want to be that girl. But if she did actually do that, that's great. But you're jumping back into the lion's den here. Mm -hmm. Going full force. You could have done this in such a different way. Anyway, whatever. Oh, When (laughs) Bethany said like Sandoval didn't get as much heat at the reunion as Rachel did. I remember you and I having a conversation on this podcast about it because I felt it was a full on on attack from Ariana and Lala and James. They were just going in on Rachel so hard and it did make me feel uncomfortable and we had a conversation about it. I remember. (laughs) I remember you telling me this was the first time most of these people had seen Rachel. All of them. Yeah. They had already gotten all of their anger and hatred and vitriol out to Tom. They've already confronted him. Yep. So again, Bethany watching this reunion blind. Not knowing the details. Not knowing the details. Of course, she's going to be like horrified. And was it extreme? Yes, I do still think it was extreme. But that's besides the point dear.
1: I whatever I would have been more extreme, and I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that. Like if I was in Ariana's shoes, I thought Ariana was restrained. Okay, maybe that says a lot about me as really? a person. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't. I thought she. What was part? Nasty. The cheese grater. That one. That one was particularly disturbing to me.
1: I mean, that was weird. <laughs> That's not. Ariana and I have different um, yeah
0: yeah insults yeah. I guess or yeah you you speak facts more than insults so
1: I think like the level of anger was probably what, more what I'm talking about less okay. so what she was saying so that like
0: I agree with
1: I feel like I would have gotten angrier
0: that I agree Maybe
1: with Maybe not like yes. <laughs> worsened the things that she should have...
0: It was the viciousness, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're on the same page.
1: So then next, they touched on the fact that Kristen has all of a sudden been presented with a spinoff. And Rachel says she believes it's a way to pay her off and silence her for what she was starting to say about James and how James has allegedly been very abusive to Kristen in the past. So... You know, Rachel is saying this is hush money so that VPR can continue. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kristen wrote a fucking book where she <laughs> detailed the abuse. I think she kept it anonymous. I'm not sure. I'm not positive if she actually ah. used James's name okay, or any of the men's names, but it was very obvious to every single person who has read the book, that who she was talking about. Okay. So anyone who is interested can go and read in detail about the things that James
0: has done to Kristen. Uh, it was my first thought, I got to admit. It was my yeah. first thought when she said that. I'm like, she has a tell-all book, doesn't she? <laughs> yes. I've never read it.
1: Well, that's just the thing. Okay, you cannot hush the story. Maybe people just haven't been as interested in hearing the story and the more we talk about what James did, what Tom did, and mm-hmm. less about how Ariana reacted to what Tom did and how Kristen reacted to what James did, the more these men will have to actually pay for their transgressions. Because Bethany and Rachel are no better than Bravo in their attempts to exploit this situation for their own financial gain.
0: Yeah.
1: And to make it worse, like their main focus of attack is the women is the women
0: is the women always it's sick yeah it is sick i agree with rachel to a point here saying Scandal is so salacious and tom and rachel are the ultimate villains so it provided their former castmates that were fired slash canceled a platform again I-, mm-hmm. I do agree with that and i'm not loving that they were welcome back on bravo to be honest, especially when they were accused of such vile fucking things.
1: Yeah. But you know what? You know what? Um, Kristen had just broken up with James, who she thought she was going to marry, and she was really
0: drinking at that point in her life. Exactly. Exactly. And so how dare I even say this when these dudes have been accused of physical assault? Mm-hmm. grooming the works mm-hmm. yeah it is so ridiculous how society including myself are at go for women they're easier victims it's
1: we're all so conditioned to do it yeah but don't go on a tirade on your podcast bethany and and yet here we are attacking two women <laughs> yeah <laughs> on our <podcast. laughs> oh my
0: we are the worst. We've come full circle. Full circle. Okay. Well, delete it all. <laughs>
1: no. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to get into my thoughts on Bethany reading out Ariana's quotes oh, from God. the reunion. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I will. I will. I will. I'm going to get into my thoughts because <laughs> I would have loved to actually see her read out a list first of what Rachel did to Ariana. Let's list out the seven months worth of things that Rachel did behind Ariana's back. And then let's read out what Ariana said. Yes, I
0: agree. Ariana said some really messed up things. Okay, that is... We can all agree. And it wasn't just her. It was like, I think, the impact of all of them at one time, which I do agree with. It was too much for me. I did not like watching it.
1: Bethany is just a humongous hypocrite because she has also said similar things, if not worse things on the show for far less like severe actions that have been done towards
0: her. So it's just it's so hypocritical, like hypocritical. It's such a joke. The way Bethany speaks to people and her castmates has always been jarring for me. I have Mm. never liked her because of the same reason. She is a bully. She, she says horrible, vile, ugly things to people. She really, really thought she would evoke some emotion from Rachel here by reading these out and like sobbing. She thought this yeah. would be the big moment. Nope. Not. Nope. It was silch. Bethany's big moment. Big moment, baby. She got stock, robotic answers. I, I kind of laughed to myself because I'm like, maybe Bethany is gonna going to get it now. What's happening here? Yeah, I would hope so. I, I would think you so. might be given Bethany a Maybe. <laughs> I mean, does she care? No. She got her coin. No, she doesn't because she's profiting big time off this. She is. But I really think she was trying to force Rachel into an emotional moment and that failed like miserably. Yeah. But that's such a good point because she was
1: doing exactly what they're talking about the network doing she was trying to goad her interviewee into having an emotional response mm-hmm. for clicks for listens for ad revenue yes.
0: yes that was the clip i saw all over twitter and yeah. tiktok yep. and i'm like oh it's the, it, this is the moment and the response she is bravo she is yes. they're taking their plays right out of the
1: playbook of bravo totally. on how to manipulate and you know capitalize
0: I got to say, Bethany going in on Andy hard, like, is, oh, man, it feels very personal between those two. And I need Mm. to know more about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's definitely some hatred. I want to see Andy's face. I want to see the conversation between Andy and Lisa (laughs) Vanderpump (laughs) about this podcast. Oh. Uh, The last thing that I wanted to kind of talk about. Uh, Was Bethany's – the part where Bethany reads out the definition of emotional abuse. So I wrote it down. I'm going to read this out to you now. Emotional abuse is a way to control by using emotions to embarrass, shame, frighten, criticize, blame, or manipulate another, which unfolds a pattern of behavior over time to diminish another person's sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. So Bethany reads that out to Rachel and then she likens it to what happened to Rachel on the reunion. And then I guess in the time following the reunion, I feel though, that if we actually examine this definition of Bethany's of emotional abuse, what Rachel did to Ariana is actually the textbook definition of emotional abuse, the emotional trickery that she used over time to manipulate Ariana into believing that she was, you know, good friends with this person who was actually secretly sleeping with her boyfriend. She manipulated Ariana for seven months, lied, pretended, and is now blaming her for it. Tell me there, there haven't been instances caught on camera of Rachel enjoying herself, lying, hiding this affair, enjoying the actions that would embarrass shame and frighten ariana it is it's bullshit it's so it just it it is very gaslighting i guess what i'm trying to say is i feel as if this whole two parts so far has just been a gaslighting train of manipulation and lies directed towards us the purpose is just to victimize to make sure that we or to To try try to make sure that we see Rachel as a victim.
0: And it's so transparent, though. Right? Yeah. But I I, I got to say, there are a lot of people on Twitter who think uh, Rachel has grown. And I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, I saw say nothing. Say what now? Say yeah, what Yes. Now? I'm not joking. And I'm like, what in the Diana Jenkins bots is happening over here? Because I, <laughs> like. Did they give examples? No, there's a few. I'll try to find some Mm. and send them to you because I was just like... How has she grown? I don't see any change. In height. In In height? (laughs) She, this has been zero remorse and it's like some sort of crusade, I feel like. She's on, and and Tom did it on Howie too, like it's a crusade to clear my name and she has, in fact, done the opposite. She has doubled down and made it ten times worse for me.
1: The shitty thing is for Rachel, like her being away from the public's eye, it kind of softened everybody's opinion towards her totally. over time because you know that's just the way it works unfortunately out of out of sight, out of mind, we all forget it happens all the time.
0: short little memories,
1: things definitely you know, started to get blurry and softened towards Rachel. And now she's come up again. And for me anyways, I don't know about the people on Twitter. I don't see any growth. This is the same person she was following the reunion in the reunion. Like no remorse. She doesn't feel sorry
0: for anyone but herself. Uh, Yeah. Like she is acting more angry towards these people. Than they ever were with her. And the
1: fact that she didn't get any money out of it.
0: She is very angry. Her
1: true motivation here is money. Yes, it is. It's so transparent. I'm confused why she did this.
0: Yeah, I am too. Because.
1: Is it actually just sheer stupidity? Like I never would have thought of Bethany as being stupid.
0: Bethany's why? name isn't really on the line here as much. Nearly. Like she could rebound mm. from this. I I don't think Rachel can. Yeah, I think she's totally toast. Honestly, I think she had one chance to really like. I I'm not seeing a tear or hearing a tear. She has come out angrier. She has come out more justified in her anger. Greedier, greedier. Nothing positive has happened for her at the meadows. Okay, bad no. review. How
1: much? How much did the meadows cost? Like should fire these doctors. What are they teaching you?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm very disappointed. Honestly, I kind of was hoping for a bit of an emotional journey. I was actually truly surprised. I
1: did not for a second think that this was the route she was going to take. This, (laughs) I'm a little bit floored that Mm -hmm. she was allowed by her team to do this. I guess maybe... I don't think she has a team.
0: No, I I think you're right.
1: I think she has a mom and a dad, and the mom found Bethany on TikTok, and really liked what Bethany had to say. Maybe her mom's a housewife fan, and she made Rachel go on here, and it was a woeful, (laughs) terrible decision. Yes. Part three comes out tomorrow. We're definitely going to listen to it.
0: It's all on YouTube, by the way, apparently tomorrow, so we get to see video. Is part three like everything's being
1: released tomorrow? Yes,
0: nothing's Friday. on YouTube yet. Okay, so the whole thing will be in video on YouTube.
1: We're definitely gonna watch it. We might comment. We might talk about it um, on the podcast next week.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm tired. <sighs> I'm tired too. <laughs> Let's.
1: Sarah and I were talking about how this felt like like when this happened. I found out through you, you sent a clip. You sent the pod- You sent Bethany's podcast to mm-hmm. me, and we were like, oh, my God. And we listened to it immediately, and then the <laughs> excitement slash pressure started to ramp up again, just like yes. it did when we first started this podcast, and we wanted to get all the details and everything, and
0: there's just so much to say, and it all came flooding back. It really did, and we were going to try to start uh... – Doing a bit more video during this this week's pod mm-hmm. prior to uh <laughs> this. this revelation. So um we got overwhelmed. We got overwhelmed. There are too many things. <laughs> too many emotions. No, but that's our next goal. We're gonna start video
1: taping. Show you our... guys our mugs. Yep.
0: All right. I hear your kitty.
1: Yeah, I I'm hear him back. too. He's been very patient.
0: So patient. It's walk time for him, isn't yep. it? Sure is. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to that. Good luck editing this, Narelle. It's good. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm going to go edit like three quarters of it away now. Yes. Because <laughs> that was
1: a very long conversation. Seriously,
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Well, um, But you know what? Until next week, stay truthful.
0: And not hopeless. Bye, you guys. Love Bye. You. Love you. Thanks for listening. Come again. Ha ha ha